Good afternoon, good morning. This is Mark Johnson from Loyalty360. I hope everyone's happy, safe, and well. I want to welcome you back to another edition of our Loyalty360 Leaders in Customer Loyalty series. Uh, in this series, we talk to the brand leaders about what they are seeing on the front lines of customer channel and brand loyalty. Today, we had the pleasure of speaking with Megan Audette. She's a director of advertising at Ally Financial. Uh, it's one of the leading digital financial services company with 180 billion in assets. They are one of the largest full service automotive financial uh, operations in the country. And they offer a wide range of additional financial services and insurance products to automobile dealerships and consumers as well. Uh, they offer mortgage lending, personal lending, and a variety of other deposit and banking products. That was a mouthful, but you guys do a lot and you do it all very well. So thank you for taking the time to talk to us. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm excited to chat with you. Absolutely. So, you know, Allies, you know, won four awards at the recent Loyalty 360 Award uh, ceremony in December. I can't believe it's been that long ago. Uh, you included, uh, including a platinum award in the technology and trends category, which I think is what we're going to focus on today. So thank you for taking the time. Of course. Yeah. Happy to be here. First off, can you tell us a little more about yourself, uh, kind of what you do, what you like to do, maybe even a fun fact, uh, and then I uh, would love to learn a bit more of your role at Ally. Sure, yeah. Um, I am down here in Charlotte, North Carolina. That's where um, our kind of bank headquarters are for Ally. Um, my husband and I have been here for just over 10 years. Um, I've worked at Ally for nine of those, um, so really blessed to have been an Ally for as long as I have. I have two Two little boys, um, four and six, who are a handful, but um, really fun, kind of keep me on my toes. Um, so fun to kind of balance that work and life and, and kind of see things through their eyes sometimes too, um, to, bring, to bring things to life and make sure that they're easy to understand. Um, uh, for, for my role at Ally, it's semi-new actually. Um, I've been at Ally for a long time and we just recently did kind of a restructure so that we really had this focus on advertising. I think um, we had grown pretty significantly in the past few years and started doing some really cool campaigns and activations and just wanting to make sure that we had our strategy from how we go to market as one. Um, so I took on um, kind of the challenge and opportunity of building out what that advertising team might look like. So we have um, our consumer products, our business to business products, and um, really the challenge of evolving our social media presence. We've come a long way in the last 10 years or so, but I think um, just as new platforms are added and as the different trends in social and in culture continue shifting, just how we continue to evolve and stay on top of those um, is kind of my wheelhouse now that I've been focused on. Okay, great. About a year ago, you know, Ally's goal was to increase general awareness of the brand to affluent millennials and to prove that Ally just wasn't a bank, right? That you had more to offer them. You know, yeah. What were some of the steps that you took to achieve that goal? Yeah, um, that's a great question. I think at our heart, we really try to be this relentless ally for people's financial well-being. And when we think about that, we, we use that lens not only in how we develop our digital products and services, but also just how we develop content for our consumers um, and what we're putting out in market. And I think um, part of how we've brought this to life over the last few years is um, focusing on thought leaders and internal expertise um, to really provide that expert lens on things, um, but also just to kind of shift our tone of voice in social and be going out with educational content that doesn't really feel like educational content. I think having kind of more of that wit and playful humor 
um, that's so true to our brand um, and pulling that through a little bit further in social has really helped those conversations. And then also um, kind of why I'm here today doing di disruptive campaigns like Ally and Monopoly um, to get people talking about money and to try to change that ta taboo of financial conversations with your loved ones and just making sure that, you know, if you know better, you can do better. And if you're managing your money well, um, you can live well, you can live a little bit more stress-free and um, just more comfortably in how you're making your decisions. And we try to arm people with that knowledge. Okay. And one of the challenges you had with uh, bringing that into fruition is Allies' marketing budget is uh, significantly smaller than some of the other large uh, banking institutions. You know, how were you able to achieve that, uh, executing on your strategy with you know the kind of a smaller budget uh, than you may have had at another entity? Yeah, um, I think to me this question goes so much back to the culture of Ally, and I think you know obviously we're smaller than a lot of our big bank competitors, but I would say that we're also mightier. And, um, you know, we come together and we're able to be agile and nimble. And we pull together these kind of cross-functional teams when we're working on campaigns or really any strategic initiative um, that, that lets us use brain power in different ways. So we kind of align on this vision and we're able to um, just mobilize ourselves in terms of not only capitalizing on paid, so not just about how much money we have to spend, but how do we make this idea something that will get picked up in earned media or will um, start conversations organically in social. So things like Ally Monopoly, the way that we leveraged Mr. Monopoly to do a takeover for social and kind of create this voice for him. Um, I think his actual name is Uncle Pennybags actually in the game of Monopoly. Um, but we called him Mr. Monopoly across our social platforms and we created this voice for him and had him do a takeover. And that really generated a lot of conversation and a lot of buzz um, that we didn't have to pay for, um, which was a really just kind of different way to approach it. But I would say in general, that's how Ally kind of approaches everything that we do. In your technology and trends award submission, you talked about uh, bucking category trends to meet some of your marketing goals. Can you kind of describe for us what that means and kind of how you were able to do that in, in some of these unorthodox manners? Yeah. Um, so when we do disruptor campaigns, we often lean on gamification as part of it. I think what we like to say is we want to create these moments that provide a fun and engaging way for people to start thinking about their money differently or talking about their money with their loved ones, just inciting these conversations. And um, to do that, we, we've used gamification. We've also used augmented reality, which is something that we really leaned into for Monopoly, um, where Mr. Monopoly would kind of jump up out of the squares. So the gamification of it, working closely with Monopoly to create this real life game board and get people running around um, in cities, obviously pre-pandemic, um, and taking pictures of these squares to enter to win prizes. And when they would take pictures, Mr. Monopoly would jump out, do a dance and give them a tip, a financial tip or a hint um, to get them kind of thinking differently and engaging differently. Um, we also use Snapchat in that way um, to really kind of create different lenses um, where either you know there's money that you're kind of trying to grab or move um, but really just reminding people that 
Um, you know, money can be used as a force for good. Money should not be scary and it should be something that you can talk about freely and, and do good with and make smart decisions. Absolutely. And one of the things that you did and one of the first sets you did was trying to understand kind of the baseline of understanding of you know, when first people first learned about money, how they used it, how they engaged with it, how to spend it. You know, how did you go about uh, doing all of this? Yeah, so we have a really great market research team internally, and um, they have some great partnerships with some of the big research firms. And we worked with them on just how we build out the idea to make sure that there was a, a reason for allies to be there. And I think what we found was um, this kind of taboo of money conversations and really the only people that um, you learn money from are, are your family or your parents, kind of your closest relatives. Um, but one of the really cool parts about this is that Monopoly ended up being, or board games ended up being, um, part of what ignited those conversations as kids to get them understanding finances, understanding financial literacy and how to make smart money decisions. So what we found was parents are really using board games to start those conversations and to start teaching their kids money um, and how to manage it. And I think um, using our market research team to help us find some of those insights that we really just use to, to build the campaign off of um, were invaluable. Okay. Uh, gamification, uh, you mentioned before, is a big uh, part of a number of things you do, but also was very uh, integral in the Ally Monopoly uh, promotion program. You know, can you talk about some of the things that you did there, some of the processes you set up, and uh, how you kind of built uh, that into the program? Yeah. Um, teaming up with Monopoly was actually crucial for this because we wanted to stay as true to the game and the like how iconic the game is and that nostalgia that you feel as a, as a millennial um, when you think about the game Monopoly and what it meant to you as a kid. So working really closely with our team mates at Monopoly um, to make sure that we were staying true to it was a big component of it. We wanted to really focus on those iconic pieces um, and those were the things that we brought to life. You know, the, the dog, the top hat, the car, um, and then the you know, park place and boardwalk and the things that um, you think of when you think of the game of Monopoly, um, go. Um, so we, we wanted that to be the crux of how we brought to life the um, scavenger hunt. Um, so we did gamification in a few ways with Monopoly. We, we thought about it in terms of working very closely and staying very true to the team at Monopoly. Um, but also something to make it fun and get people out and about so that they were with their loved ones or with their friends so that we could start those conversations and get them engaged in a scavenger hunt around their city. Um, and then you could also play a, a digital game, um, which was more of a, a Where's Waldo type of game um, that also gave you hints and tips and tricks throughout. And it gave you a different opportunity with a different game board and different pieces to find every day throughout um, the, the gameplay period. Um, so really looking at it in terms of how can we get people out and about talking about money, but having fun and engaging with it, but how can we also engage people who can't get out and about um, or aren't in one of the key cities that we are in. So we tried to make it um, as broad as we could from a gamification standpoint. And also wow. it was easy to access. I think part of it was 
you didn't have to download an app. We didn't want it to be really complicated. It was just your mobile browser that, that allowed you to play the game. Okay, great. Can you talk about maybe the metrics that you use to kind of look at the success of the program, how you measure that, and, and, and you know, what were the results? Yeah. So I think for us, we looked at a few different things, including just interaction with the game, um, you know, clicks to the website, anything that helped from a brand health standpoint. And all of the metrics were great. We ended up with, um, you know, three times higher site visits than we had in previous campaigns. Um, we saw that the campaign recall was also three times higher than previous disruptor campaigns. I think the thing that we were the most excited about was the social engagement and the conversation that we were able to drive through this campaign because what at the end of the day, what we really wanted to do was start that conversation and get people talking about their money, how to manage it better, um, and ally as part of that. So um, our social engagement exceeded our benchmarks by 68%. Um, we had three times the amount of social mentions in the gameplay period than we do in a typical period. Um, and we saw 97% social engagement. So people were really excited about it. I think, you know, leveraging the, the kind of reputation and the, that iconic brand that you have in Monopoly kind of really helped drive that conversation right. and really helped people want to engage with it. Um, so it was really nice to see just that that overwhelming kind of positive sentiment and, and people being really excited about getting out, playing the game and spending time with their loved ones. That's awesome. Well, yeah, I think it, uh, the timing is actually very opportune when it was rolled out since everyone started to play more and more uh, board games. I know I played more Monopoly than I would uh, care to admit uh, over the last uh, several months. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's uh, obviously great to see what you guys are doing. Great to hear from you. Uh, you know, you guys always uh, are coming up with great innovative products uh, you know, and services and, and, and you know, ways to promote the brand in a very thoughtful and, uh, you know, corporately social world, you know, responsible manner. So it's always great to see. Thank you. It was great to be here. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Thanks, Megan.